Good morning, everyone. Mark Igo alongside Paula McNamara and Jamie Staffsleen for episode number five of our MHL podcast. And, uh, we're heading into what is the most exciting time of year for high school hockey here in Massachusetts. And uh, good morning, Paul. Good morning, Mark. Uh, it is uh, March Madness. We're officially into March, uh, recording this on the 4th. So uh, we've already had a little bit of activity here under the new format, which we'll get into um, in this podcast. And, uh, you know, a little bit different from the way it was two years ago when we last had tournament hockey. But uh, everybody seems to have adjusted. We had uh, Dan Brothers on during our game last night, and he's a regional coordinator for the tournament. And uh, as he said, the schools, the ADs, the coaches, not necessarily the hockey coaches, but a lot of people get used to this new format and, and under the new umbrella that the MIA has changed to in the fall with some of the fall sports um, tournaments. And so it's modeled in a similar way, kind of a parallel way to that. And, you know, the team seem to have adjusted on the fly. Kids love to be playing in the postseason, and this year there were, uh, you know, close to 200 teams in it qualifying for one of the 32 spots in the six divisions. So we're off and running. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, exciting yet challenging time of year for everyone involved, including our, our team here at My Hockey Live and Be Big Live. And I uh, want to start by thanking our, our season-long sponsors, Sullivan Tire. Nolan Insurance, and Full Clean Hand Sanitizer, which is available on Amazon. And want to remind folks, too, that uh, most of the broadcasts uh, that we bring you, especially during tournament time, are sponsored games. Uh, sometimes it's the boosters themselves that sponsor it, and then a lot of times it's local advertisers. So if you're interested in getting your our senior team on a live broadcast, uh, just reach out to us at info at myhockeylive.com, and uh, we uh, – would love to chat about sponsorship opportunities, whether it's for a live broadcast or a full season. Um, and uh, today we're really excited to have our very own Jake Levin joining us. Jake also with NBC Sports Boston and the Boston Globe and, and always wearing many hats. Uh, but uh, Jake, we're uh, glad to have you on this morning and uh, looking forward to talking about the 2022 hockey tournament. Yeah, I got a stack of W9s hanging around somewhere. It's uh, always stressful putting all the, all the different jobs together. But, um, no, uh, high school hockey, uh, high school sports. But in particular, high school hockey certainly remains a passion of mine. And uh, I've been very lucky to be able to be a part of my hockey life from the very beginning, going back to 2014 now. And uh, I'm very excited uh, to call my first tournament game of the season tomorrow. Of course, a Hingham game, really going back to where it all began. And, uh I, from afar, I've enjoyed the way the statewide tournament has played out so far because it doesn't really look all that much different. You got, just as an example, uh, tomorrow at Gallo, you got Hanover playing at Gallo. That sure feels like a normal tournament season to me. You got Situate down at Gallo, you know, back when they would make their runs in Division Two, Hanover Division Three. Uh, Hingham going up against St. John's Shrewsbury tomorrow at the Canton Ice House. That has a Super 8 kind of feel, and I guess we could get into the Super 8 later. But uh, so far, I've enjoyed it uh, from a hockey standpoint, and that's after I really enjoyed it um, in the fall, uh, primarily covering football uh, for the Globe. Um, 
you know, a lot of the matchups just weren't all that different. Everybody was kind of afraid that, oh, you're going to ruin a lot of these rivalries that old tournament. And, you know, they just, in the Division Two South, uh, not Division Two South, the Division Two State Semifinal, for example, there was King Philip and Mansfield for, I think, the fourth time out of six years in the state tournament. Uh, they matched up, and this is football we're talking now. So, um, if there's exceptions to the rule, like I'm looking at the bracket for hockey right now, and North Middlesex is heading out to the Outer Cape to play Noffit. That is certainly <laughs> something brand new. Um, that's got to be at least 150 miles one way or the other. But either way, I've, I've enjoyed what I've seen from afar, and I'm excited to see it firsthand, uh, well, tonight in girls' basketball with Framingham Natives. Yeah, Jake, uh, you, you bring up some great points there, and it's something Dan Brothers brought up last night that, some of the coaches are actually happy that it's not, uh, in, in hockey in particular, it's not, you know, North Division Two, South Division One, Two, and Three, because, you know, because of the geography, some of those divisions only had two or three leagues. So you'd, you'd end up playing another league member two or three times before you even got to the finals of the region. And, sure. and this, despite what you just said about King Philip and Mansfield, that's true. And some of the teams are going to end up, you know, a Middlesex team or a Bay State team may end up playing um, uh, another member of their conference, certainly the Catholic Conference. That's that's going to happen eventually. Um, but it does expose you to different regions. And, and I love the aspect, like you just said, you referred to seeing a team you haven't seen. You know, coaches probably don't like that, but, you know, it's great for the kids to, to play out of region. I mean, you know, you might get an argument from Waltham and where to go out and play Pope Francis last night out at the Olympia. Um, but in general, I agree with you. It's kind of, it, it, it adds something new and people, you know, whether people get sick of it after two or three years, uh, for now, the novelty uh, factor does add in and it create, it helps create the buzz. I think, you know, North Attleboro coming up to play Newton South last night, for instance. Well, Paul, I think you mentioned another good point, and this was especially true in Division Three for boys hockey, where you would have a Division Three South champion having to win six games, generally, at least five, sometimes six, to win a state championship. You could have a team coming out of the Division Three West Central region that would have to have those games. I'll go back, I believe it was the 2018 state final, Hanover going up against Shrewsbury, and Hanover going through the gauntlet that was the Division Three South bracket. Yep. Yep. Played five Gallo before they finally got to the Garden, and by the time they got there, you know, they were also undefeated at that point. Uh, they had a tie, but, you know, maybe a little pressure. But Yeah, that was a special team. Yeah. He had only played two tournament games to that point, and I just don't think that's fair, you know, in any yeah. other sport. You, know, you have the bye week in the NFL, something like that built in, but there's never a discrepancy where one team has to play that many more games than the other. So I think this, if nothing else, makes it completely fair. In that right, regard. right. Yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, we'll take a look around the, the brackets now and uh, talk a little bit. I mean, no – I mean, I don't think there have been any major upsets so far. Uh, but as you said, Jake, it, it is kind of interesting to look at some of these matchups. And, you know, I mean, Division One boys, you know, King Phillip, hadn't seen a ton of them this year, uh, going on the road to knock off uh, Weymouth in, in the first round, 7-2. Um, so, you know, there, and we were, you know, before we jumped on here, talking about, you know, the St. John's prep uh, game and, and certainly, you know, BC High 
having their hands full with uh, Milton uh, in Division One and, and some big games coming up, uh, hanging against St. John Shrewsbury, which you're covering. And uh, we'll get a look at Belmont um, as they'll they'll play tonight against uh, Natick, which has been a, a you know just an intriguing team for all of us to to take a look at uh, uh, during the regular season and look at Belmont. But uh, anybody else jumping out at you guys? I mean, I know we've we've spoken about the Division One girls and Division Two girls with Austin Prep uh, and Duxbury kind of leading the way, and, and Winthrop uh, keeping an eye on them in Division One is uh, you know they did go undefeated during the regular season and, and won their first game here in the in the tournament, but uh, any other uh, matchups or teams that you're really looking to uh, uh, see make their way through the tournament here? Yeah, uh, Mark, I think you bring up great points about the girls. Um, two, both girls' divisions are very top-heavy, and then, you know, you get down to five or six or seven, and you could get down to 19 or 20, and anybody can beat anybody in those groups, but, you know, I think you'd have to have an all-star team to beat Austin Prep this year in, in their division. And certainly Duxbury is, is sitting there and it's theirs to win um, in Division Two for the girls. But, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I spent a lot of time looking at the Division One boys tournament. And, you know, Jeff Lane and I were talking last night. I think St. John's Prep um, quadrant is a tough one. But then I look at Zaveri, you know, starting with the top, you know, St. John's is the top seed in that in that bracket. And then. Zavarian, the top seed in their bracket, Hingham and CM respectively. And I think every single bracket has, has potential pitfalls for those top teams. Uh, it, it's just, again, it's theirs to, to hold and defend because they'll all be home ice teams as long as they remain in it, uh, through the quarterfinals. That's the way the tournament's set up. And they, none of those teams will have to play a neutral zone, neutral zone, neutral. Um, there's a plug for, for one of our, uh, friends online, the neutral zone, uh, a neutral rink, a neutral site, uh, until the semifinals. Now, Hingham technically is playing at a, a neutral site, but I think that's for, um, for fan reasons and for bigger sight lines, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, Jake and Mark can get into that a little later. But my point being, those teams will hold serve. As long as they hold serve, they're going to play on their own ice. And as as good as that seems, I think there are potential upsets lurking. And I'd be surprised if all four of those teams make the semifinals. Um, in, in particular, the preps bracket, you know, they've got, they've got a tough Winchester team coming up in the next round. Braintree's going to play Pope Francis. You know, those are two physical teams, and uh, Braintree's more physical, Pope Francis is more skilled, but either one of those teams could be a potential hurdle for St. John's Prep if they get by Winchester. So that's a tough bracket, in my opinion. And looking at Zavarian, um, the, the other side of that bracket has Marshfield and Lincoln Sudbury, and then Belmont and Natick. I mean, that, any one of those four teams, I mean, Lincoln Sudbury is, doesn't play the schedule that the other three do, but it, you know, that, that is, that's a brutal bracket right there. And if Zavarian gets by, uh, the winner of St. Mary's and Chelmsford, they've already beaten Chelmsford this year, but it was a physical game that Chelmsford plays the whole 45 minutes, believe me. And St. Mary's is pretty skilled. So Zavarian doesn't have an easy game next time. And then they're potentially up against, you know, a Marshfield team that they've played twice this year and, and have been two very good games. And then, you know, the wild card Belmont that, a lot of people haven't seen, but they have cruised through the Middlesex League and knocked off some higher-rated teams at the time. 
And, you know, Natick will give them everything they want. But, you know, if Belmont and Marshfield meet, that, that's going to be a heck of a game. And then the winner potentially gets a variant. That's a brutal bracket. So, I mean, there's just – there are potential winners all around. And you got, you know, an ex-defending champ, Arlington, lurking in the bottom of that bracket. Uh, that's Hingham's bracket. And then CM and BC High are going to get together again if CM could beat Arlington Catholic. And the other side, you got Redding and Archie's uh, meeting up with Austin or Austin Prep or Falmouth. I mean, there are good teams in every one of these brackets. And, you know, despite the teams at the top getting their deserved spots, it, there are a lot of teams. I I kind of penciled in. There are, there are 12 teams that could win this thing if they get hot and their goaltender gets hot. So it's a very interesting tournament. Yeah, no, it is. And, uh, Jake, we're looking at the other divisions. I mean, you see a lot of these teams are out of the ranks probably more than, although Paul's certainly a lot of games, but, uh, at the other divisions, you know, uh, Division Two boys, you've got Canton and Tewksbury and Gloucester. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Tewksbury here as we're highlighting one of their players as our featured player of this podcast. And then, you know, within D3, you know, we've mentioned Marlboro along the way. I haven't seen them play yet, but they're, you know, obviously the number one seed in D3 with a handover, um, you know, kind of hanging around, but, uh, you know, always, uh, always, uh, of interest there. And then Norwell, Sandwich, and Watertown and D4 boys. So maybe you could talk a little bit about, uh, the Division Two, Division Three, and Division Four boys, Jake. Yeah, Division Two fascinates me this year because you have two experiences. It's, it's a wagon. There, that could easily be a Division One program. But then you look around some other parts of the bracket. You have Duxbury, which is in Division Two for what's likely this year only, I'm told. It was more a logistical thing that they hired um, a new athletic director late, hired uh, Mike Flaherty's coach late, and they weren't able to appeal back into Division One, which I'm not quite sure why they would have had to appeal up in the first place. They won a state title in 2019, but that's and they won a couple others before that in Division One. That's neither here nor there. So Duxbury is certainly an intriguing team in this Division Two bracket. Looking across to the other side, you have Walpole. They were the co-Division One state champion in 2020. We're going to play at the Garden against Belmont. Um, they're down in Division Two. Another part of this realignment, I don't totally understand. You know, it's like I, I spent the first. Segment really crazy, and there's still a few questions I have, but these are nitpicks more than anything. You have Canton in this bracket as well, and if it goes chalk, then Canton would play Walpole in the quarterfinal. Canton, they won it all in 2019, Division II, uh, unbeaten. I think they were 25 0 1. They were set to play at the Garden again in 2020, and you know, the faces changed, but Brian Schumann just does an outstanding job with that Bulldogs team. and Canton, I understand why they're Division Two because that is a smaller school. I think there's only 850 or so students at Canton. It's the smallest school in the Hockamock League. And so this is true of all sports where, you know, can they're in the Davenport Division of the Hawk, but, you know, they're going up against these behemoths, King Philip, Mansfield, um, North Attleboro, Attleboro, et cetera. And so I understand why Canton is in Division Two, but it's still um, just interesting how dominant they are, and you wonder – how they would play if they were in the Division One state tournament. And it's, I don't think every year they'd win, but they'd uh, they have a compelling case a few times. And Kansas school, is it, they're going to lose kids to private schools as well. So it just makes what they do even more impressive. And then uh, continuing to look around that region, Norwood in Division Two. Now, Norwood was a longtime Division One team. 
Uh, Norwood, a few years ago, and this is back an old job of mine when I was at the Norwood Record, they were, and this isn't just boys hockey, they were in the process of transitioning from the Bay State Conference to the Tri-Valley League. And it was very controversial at the time because, you know, they'd been in the Bay State since 1958. I get it. That's a lot of tradition, decades, um, more than half a century. But with the exception of probably their baseball and softball programs, they were really just getting killed in everything. And boys hockey, it was 2015-16. They were winless. They were 0-19-1. So the next year, they bring in Chuck Allen, who's still the coach now. And they had one loss in the regular season this year. Now, there's a couple different combinations of at play there. You know, obviously, Chuck Allen's done a great job, but I don't think Norwood would have had only one loss if they were still in the Bay State Conference. But they're playing a more compatible schedule now, and they've been straight-up dominant, and they have a nice new rink in Norwood now, the Skating Club of Boston. That was another uh, big ticket issue when I was at the Norwood record. When's Norwood finally going to get its own skating rink? I'm sure, Mark, we can relate to that. Uh, when's Pilgrim going to... Uh, Get the upgrade. So that's neither here nor there. Trying for fifteen years, Jake. <laughs> oh, it's just waiting for a big check. <laughs> Again, with the job Chuck Allen has done, has just been very impressive, and it has worked. Norwood's move from the Bay State to the Tri Valley League in all sports, girls basketball. I'll, I'll uh, shout them out. They were always good when I was covering the team four or five years ago. They were making the state tournament. They won a game one year, uh, but never advanced beyond that. Now they're twenty and zero this year entering the tournament. Uh, Amy Lepley is the coach there. She, she does a great job, and they have at least one Division One commit uh, girl going to Villanova, and that's just incredible considering where that athletic program might have been five or six years ago. And again, girls basketball, I'll throw them in with baseball and softball. They were consistently good um, when I was at the record. But what they've been able to accomplish since getting into a, a league that is more suited to the um, it's just the school population. They were the smallest school in the Bay State Conference when Dedham had left for the TVL. So Dedham, that's another one. They left the Bay State for the TVL after six years almost. So it just worked out great for Norwood in airport, and I'm pretty happy for them. So uh, boys hockey speaking, they had a nice 4-1 win over Westboro the other day at the Skating Club of Boston in Norwood. Jim Clark was at that game uh, for the Globe and said the Mustangs looked great. So Norwood's going to be a tough out in that tournament. And then you also Gloucester, uh, the number two seed in the Division II uh, tournament. And I think that was one of the most eye-opening results we saw this year when Gloucester beat BC High. Six to five. I mean, we know Gloucester has had some good teams in the past, but to score six goals on BC High, that's just unheard of. And I believe Phil Stacy um, had mentioned that was the first time a Northeast Conference school had beat a school from the Catholic Conference since 1997, maybe 98. Wow. And not that those schools are playing one another all the time, even on a yearly basis. I'm sure St. John's Prep because they're up in that region. They have some non-league games they'll play. But um, it's just really an eye-opening result. So between Gloucester, Norwood, Canton, Walpole, Duxbury, and Tuxbury, there's a really no shortage of intrigue in the Division Two state tournament. Yeah, Jake, it, it, great job on that, on D2. And uh, a, a couple of other things. Gloucester's got I, – I, I don't have the kids' names right now, but they have two kids that I think are, are over 50 points each. And, you know, you mentioned the 6-5 win over BC High. They're going to score some goals. Uh, anybody that, that skates against Gloucester 
in the tournament, and they're playing another North Shore team, Marblehead, um, Monday, I believe. They knocked off Haverhill yesterday. Gloucester did. So they're going to meet up with Marblehead in the next round, and Marblehead's a, a 15 seed. So, you know, you'd expect Gloucester to prevail on that one. But I, I, I think you touched upon, you know, like Division One. There are seven or eight teams that, that could conceivably vie for this crown. You know, certainly with the, the teams you mentioned at the top, Tewksbury is, has played a lot of Division One games, Canton as well, uh, Duxbury, Norwood. Norwood, Chuck Allen, I'm glad you brought him up. He's a great guy, great hockey guy, and the people in Norwood love him. You know, we Walpole, and, and again, the one upset, uh, unfortunately, for Newton South, they, they came in as the eighth seed. And they ran into a, a very hot goaltender from North Attleboro yesterday, a young sophomore named Kyle Gruber, who, who was lights out. And they skated out of there with a win, North uh, Attleboro, uh, 3-1 over Newton South. There was an open net goal there, but, you know, it was just a, it was a funny kind of game. But Newton South, uh, certainly you come in as a, as an eight facing a 25, expecting that you're going to come out of there with a win on your home ice. And that's, it's tournament time. And North Attleboro played a strong game, and and they were anchored by that goaltender, and they come out of there with a win, and they're going to play either Silver Lake or Beverly in the next round. So, uh, you know, upsets do happen. Uh, I don't think Tewksbury's going to get knocked off right away, but you know, and Canton, et cetera. But you know, you you covered Division Two very well, and you know, their Newburyport could be a surprise in that division as well. So, you know, a, another great tournament. For uh, and Division Two hockey is not not much of a step down from Division One in terms of talent. Uh, a lot of those teams do play D one teams, so there's some great hockey in Division Two coming up. Yeah, and with that, uh, we'll transition over to uh, highlighting our, our our player of the the week, and uh, you know, coming from a Division Two Tewksbury team, who as I said are eighteen one and zero, uh, and. Uh, we're looking at number two, Caden Connors, a senior defenseman from Tewksbury, four-year starter. Uh, Caden's having a great season along with his fellow Redmen with 22 goals, 20 assists, and 42 points. I know, Jake, you've had an opportunity to see Caden play over the years on some of our My Hockey Live coverage and things like that. And Paul, you've seen him as well. So I want to give a tribute here to, to Caden Connors, and you guys can uh, uh, pick it up from there. Yeah, I was able to see Caden play a handful of times last year in the, I'm trying to blank on the tournament, um, what it was called, but the one at Gallo in March. After, yeah, it was the Cape Cod uh, Showcase, wasn't it? Of course, and uh, the Showcase, right. And, you know, I hadn't seen a ton of Hooksbury uh, games prior to that, but they, to their credit, they came all the way down, and Hooksbury's not close to the Cape, you know, that's got to be at least an hour and a half drive from almost the New Hampshire border down over the, uh, whether it's the Sagamore or the Bourne Bridge they take. So, you know, not a short ride, but they came down there for three games, if not more, maybe four or five. And um, Tewksbury had, they had two defensemen who jumped up and joined the rush at a level really see in high school hockey. There's a handful of kids through the years I've seen that have been able to do that. You know, BC High has always had a couple of kids who've been able to do that. I think back to Jason Dobey was his name. He was a BC High defenseman. He could play like a forward. Cam Toby at Falmouth is another one that jumped to mind. Um, this year, even at Waltham, Justin Cormier, and actually Jeff Lane uh, tweeted out one of the highlights I saw 
I was able to call that game. He had a goal where he had just – he went straight up the middle, and, and you just don't see like that. But anyways, that's Caden Connors, and it's really – I love watching defensemen join the rush. I'm a sucker for it. I wish more guys in the NHL did it. Uh, there's not many. You know, Kale McCarr is maybe one of the only ones. I wish the Bruins had a guy like that. But uh, very exciting uh, player to watch, and he's certainly going to have – uh, he has a hockey future in front of him if he uh, so chooses. Yeah, Jake, I, I'm glad you brought up uh, Justin Cormier from Waltham. Anyone that's seen Waltham play, uh, Caden Connors is very much like Justin Cormier. They're built the same way. They're both left shots. They both love to get in the rush. They both can score. They're both leaders on their team. And Caden Connors, like Justin Cormier, very rarely leaves the ice. Uh we had one of their games in the in the uh, Ed Burns Classic, and they went into overtime. And I think in the five minutes of overtime, we we counted that he was on the bench. I think thirty or forty seconds out of the five minutes in the overtime. He's just he he's one you know like Larry Bird. He wants the puck. He wants you know like Bird wanted the ball. Caden Connors wants the puck. He wants to be in charge. He makes everything go on both ends of their of their ice, and he's a treat to watch. I mean, if you came in and and didn't have a, a roster sheet for either team, no names on their backs. After five minutes, you'd be going, who is that kid? And I think he's number two. He, he's just, he's dynamic and he's, he's so much fun to watch. And Mark, as you said, he's, um, you know, he's got 42 points as a defenseman in 20 games. I mean, you know, the kid's a leader and he's, he's very fun to watch. Yeah. And it's always fun to highlight these players each week. And, uh, you know, we, we try to, spread the wealth as best we can, but to any coaches out there listening or parents that, uh, you know, want a player highlighted, um, you know, the best thing to do is to enter your stats on the My Hockey Live platform. Uh, Jake and June West and others uh, can help you do that or set you up to do it. It's it's free content, free access uh, to all coaches uh, and team managers. So, you know, we try to uh, look at those teams that are putting in their stats on the My Hockey Live platform and uh, shout out to TubeFree for doing that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, nice to highlight Caden, who's uh, had a, just a great career and still, as Jake said, has a lot of hockey ahead of him. Uh, they're coming off a big win last night with a 6-2 victory over uh, Melrose. And will we certainly see more of the Redmen here on My Hockey Live as we keep it going. Um, again, want to thank hey. Jake Levin for joining us today. And, Paul, uh, you had anything to add? Yeah, I just wanted to – the two kids from Gloucester that I, I referenced, the Northeastern Conference MVP is a kid named Jack Costanzo. He's a senior center. 23, 29, 52 points. And sophomore center Emerson Marshall, 33 goals, 27 assists for 60 points. So you got two guys on Gloucester with 112 points combined. And if you're skating against Gloucester, you better keep your eye on those two guys. Sure, sure. We will have five live broadcasts on My Hockey Live tomorrow. So a full slate from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. You can watch hockey uh, from the comforts of your own home or really from anywhere. And then tonight uh, we've got a terrific uh, doubleheader of basketball over on B-Big Live uh, with Framingham uh, versus Natick on the girls' side of things. That's, that tip-off is 6.30 p.m. And then on the boys' side, we have Malden Catholic against Nosset, which is another one of those matchups, Jake, that uh, you wouldn't normally see. Obviously, Nosset coming up from the Cape to play at Malden Catholic. That's also a 6.30 p.m tip-off, and that's at uh, bbiglive.com, our sister network. So be sure to tune into those. And uh, anything you'd like to add, Jake, before we say goodbye? 
No, I think I got it covered. And just a quick aside on Framingham Natick. Uh, that's one of those matchups that <laughs> they play twice a year, every year within the Bay State Conference. They, they're bordering towns. It's a Thanksgiving football rivalry. And here you go in the state <laughs> tournament they fight during the first round. And just, just to remind, I agree with you, Jake. That's a great rivalry in, in all sports. And you'll be on the call for that one. Um, yes. Uh, a note, I don't know, I'm not sure when people will be tuning into this as it's available all weekend long, but the next round of both hockey and basketball, uh, the rounds of 16 are, are slated for Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, depending on when schools can secure home uh, venues. Uh, a couple of games have already been listed that uh, are going to be Monday night. Uh, Zavarian's playing at 5 o'clock against either St. Mary's or Chelmsford. That'll be at the Canton Ice House. And then in uh, girls hockey, Archbishop Williams will be visiting Pembroke at the Habermock at 5 o'clock. Those are the only two we have uh, set in stone at the moment. But uh, a lot of games will be uh, announced on Sunday. So invite everybody to stay tuned to our website. We'll have all the information on the full schedules, as well as the games that we'll be covering Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the next round. Thanks, Paul. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, again, the schedules will be updated throughout the weekend, and hopefully we'll have everything set by Sunday, uh, which will be an exciting time. But we do know that Tavarian, again, will be playing Monday night, and we certainly uh, hope to be bringing that game to you live at 5 p.m. from the uh, Canton Ice House. Uh, so, again, um, thank you to Jamie Staffsleen, our production engineer here and uh thank you paul as always and jake great to have you on and hopefully uh, we'll be back next thursday and um for our podcast as we get into the the later rounds of the tournament both on the uh mhl hockey side of things as well as to be their live uh, basketball tournament uh, that we'll be covering and uh, any suggestions or questions for us again just email us at info at myhockeylive.com and uh, with that everybody enjoy their weekend of high school tournament play